0: Thank you, Stu and Team, for helping us worship today. If you have your Bibles, uh, probably you're probably familiar with this chapter, Matthew chapter six. If you're in one of our Sunday school small groups today, uh, that was our study as we looked. We're looking at the Sermon on the Mount. Three week last week we looked at chapter five. Today we're looking at chapter six. Uh, if you haven't been in a Sunday school small group, I want to encourage you to come and join us next Sunday. We'll be in chapter seven. We'll be concluding. The Sermon on the Mount. So, if you would turn there with me, uh, I would uh, I'd appreciate that. If you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible there in the chair in front of you, and the Scripture that we're going to read today it's on page 526 in that Bible that's in the chair in front of you. So, if you don't have one, we definitely uh, want you to be able to look on and 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 read today. In our small groups, we talked about uh, Jesus encouraged us to be real, not phony. To be the real deal and not pretenders, uh, to be those who are earnestly seeking God with all of our heart, and not just those who are uh, hypocrites, which meant those who actors who would hide behind a mask. and And this is real. This is important in every area of our lives, but it's 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 especially very important in our prayer life. And uh, over these, these past couple of weeks, we've we tried to look at prayer and and God calling us to prayer. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we saw Jesus, uh, James said, you have not because you ask not. And then sometimes we have not even when we do ask because we ask for the wrong reasons. We ask with the wrong motives. Then last week we talked, we heard uh, Jeremiah, God through the prophet Jeremiah say, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things, things which you do not know. And today as we talk about prayer, we're going to go back to the most basic prayer of all and that is the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. And it's probably a prayer that you've known a long time, probably a prayer that you have memorized. Uh, Way back in the dark ages when I went to school, uh, we started every day with the Pledge of Allegiance and then we would say the Lord's Prayer. But for most of us, we didn't really give a lot of thought to the words we were saying, either in the Pledge of Allegiance or in the Lord's Prayer. It's just something that we said. Even worse was when we would pray that prayer before a football game. Remember that? The coach would give you the pep talk and, and talk about how everybody, and then he'd call everybody into a little huddle, and everybody would get in there like a little chant or a little cheer, and we'd all do the Lord's Prayer together, and then we'd jump up and run onto the, the field. We really weren't thinking about what we were saying. In fact, when Jesus gave us this prayer as a model, that was the very point he was trying to make, right? That we don't just memorize things, we don't just recite things, we don't just pray from our head, we pray from our heart. And Jesus gave us a model. You know, as we go through life, as we talk about prayer as a spiritual di- discipline, we, we should always be learning and growing in our prayer life, right? A couple of weeks ago, I challenged you that if you weren't already doing it, to find that quiet time and that quiet place every day where you could spend time alone with God. It's the most important thing in your spiritual life. And because it's the most important thing in your spiritual life, it's going to affect every other area of your life. It's going to affect your home. It's going to affect your marriage. It's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your workplace. It's going to affect everything about you. That's the most important thing that you can do is finding that time to spend alone with God. And as we spend time alone with God, we learn things about prayer. Aren't you glad we're always learning about prayer I mean, I learned just yesterday that God hears the prayers of people from the University of Mississippi, but He does not hear the prayers from the folks from the University of Alabama. I figured that out yesterday. Okay? We're always learning when it comes to prayer. You know, if if you want to to learn about being sincere, being real, the the best folks to talk to are kids, right? Because they're honest. They're real. I've shared with some of you before, a friend of mine uh, taught my daughter Leah, my oldest daughter, uh, in the third grade. And Leah talks from the time she gets up to the time she goes to bed. And he taught her in the third grade, and the next year, he was going to move up and teach her in the fourth grade. And I said, Lane, you're so lucky. You get to teach Leah another year. And he said, yeah, preacher, and I know a lot more about you than you want me to know. Because kids are very, very honest. Uh, a few years ago, I was given a, a book. You might have seen the book. It's, called, it's just a little, like a little storybook almost, Children's Letters to God. Anybody seen that book? It's a cool little book. It's, it's worth reading. I, I picked a few of them out. When you talk about praying and writing letters to God, notice some things that are on kids' minds. Okay, Jenny said, Dear God, please put another holiday between Christmas and Easter. There's nothing really good in there right now. Jane had a good idea. Dear God, instead of letting people die and having to make new ones, why don't you just keep the ones you got now? Lucy said, Dear God, are you really invisible or is that just a trick? David said, Dear God, I do not think anybody could be a better God than you. And I want you to know I'm not just saying that because you are God. Mickey said, Dear God, if you watch in church on Sunday, I will show you my new shoes. Raphael, and Raphael's got it all figured out. He said, Dear God, if you give me a genie lamp like Aladdin, I will give you anything you want except my money or my chest set. Okay? I know Raphael's a Baptist right there, okay? Dear God, this is from Norma. Did you mean for the giraffe to look like that or was it an accident? Nan, Dear God, I bet it is hard for you to love all of everybody in the whole world. There are only four people in our family, and I can never do it. Neil. Okay, this is a good one for you, Dale, since you're getting married today. Dear God, I went to this wedding in church, and they kissed right in church. Is that okay? Okay. Donna. Dear God, we read in school that Thomas Edison made light, but in Sunday school, they said you did it. I bet he stole S-T-O-L-E-D. I bet he stole your idea. Peter, dear God, please send Dennis Clark to a different school next year. Okay. That's probably prayers y'all have for me, right? Okay. Right. Number 12, dear God, thank you for the baby brother. For what I prayed for was a puppy. That was from Joyce. Okay. Children are very real, right? They 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 speak the truth. Uh, someone noted, heard some kids reciting the Lord's Prayer and 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 some of the kids were saying it and one said forgive us our trash passes as we forgive those who pass trash among us another one another group was praying and they said uh, deliver us lead us not into temptation but deliver us some email okay things get mixed up one little girl was asking Sunday school what do we know about God and the little girl said he's an artist And the teacher said, well, how do you know God's an artist? He said, well, in that prayer that we pray, our Father who does art in heaven. They're very honest. But today we want to look at a prayer that, that we've known, most of us, for many, many years. But it could be that we've gotten so familiar with it and so comfortable with it that maybe we forget the whole point of why Jesus gave it to us in the first place. Of what he was trying to teach us. And so we're gonna be in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. And I'm gonna ask you, if you will, to stand and as we read our text today, in fact, we're not really gonna read the text, we're just gonna say the Lord's Prayer together, alright? And it's perfectly alright to learn it the way we learned it years ago in King James English, alright? So if you wanna say it that way, it's perfectly alright to do that. Okay? So let's let's say that together. Can we say it in unison? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. We have to put the benediction on there. Okay. Now this was a prayer that Jesus gave us not necessarily to recite, not necessarily to quote in memory, from memory, although it's good that we can do that, and certainly nothing wrong with doing that. But he gave us the prayer as a a model because he was telling them that the model that they had, the model of the Pharisees, folks who were very religious, but everything they did it was because people would praise them for it and who were known for their their long uh, oratories of prayer. And he gave them a very short, simple prayer to teach them a little bit about prayer. The first thing he teaches us here is that all of our prayer, it comes out of our relationship with God. All prayer is, is conversation with the Father, isn't it? That's why we don't have to change our voice as we pray. We don't have to use King... It's all right if you want to use King James English, but you don't have to. Prayer is just talking conversing with God, conversation Sometimes the best prayer we can pray is just sit there and be quiet and listen. And just be in his presence, just, just knowing that he's there because prayer grows out of our relationship with him. Jesus said, when you pray, I want you to pray like this, our Father in heaven. Now, now we don't think much of that, but in Jesus' day, that was a very revolutionary statement, a very revolutionary way to pray because he said we started with our Father. And the word that he used was an Aramaic word that was pronounced Abba. And it would be a word very much like our word Daddy. A very personal word. I mean, we were so happy when, as, as dads when our kids would learn to say Dada. And I was even more happy when my granddaughter learned to say Papa. those, Those words are music to our ears. And little Aramaic babies, they would learn to say Abba, Daddy or Dad. And Jesus said when you pray, begin praying by saying Abba, Father. It's a very personal word. Now this in no way negates the majesty, the royalty, the sovereignty of God. He's still king of kings and lord of lords. But Jesus says that you and I, because we're children of the king, because we're sons and daughters adopted into the royal family, we can go to the throne of grace with confidence and we can cry out to God, Abba, Father. Every prayer that Jesus prayed except for one, he he used Abba. Remember prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane? He prayed, Abba, Father, everything's possible for for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. When Jesus prayed on the cross, he prayed, Father, Abba, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The only recorded prayer we have of Jesus when when he did not use Abba, Father, was when he was on the cross and he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And the reason for that was at that point he felt the separation from God because he was taking the sin burden, the sin debt of the entire world on himself. And he was quoting a messianic psalm, Psalm 22, verse 1. Jesus cried out, Abba, Father. And he teaches us to pray like that because you and I can pray to God just as Jesus did. In fact, Romans chapter 8 verse 15 said, You did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Paul wrote the same thing to the Galatians in Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. And because the Holy Spirit lives within us as believers and helps us as we pray, as you and I pray as children of God, we can call out to Him, Abba, Father. We can talk to Jesus in the same way that we would talk to our dads or our moms look over in chapter 7 we're we're, going to get there next week in in Sunday school in our small groups but in chapter 7 verses 7 through 11 I want to go ahead and preview these verses for you it says ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find it Knock, knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be open. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? See the analogy that Jesus is making here? Even as earthly fathers and mothers, it pleases us. We take joy in being able to to give things to our children, right? And Jesus said, if you enjoy doing that as as a human, from a human, uh, imperfect, evil perspective, how much more will our Father in heaven do that for us as his children? You see, that tells us a little bit about first, first of all, it tells us that, that God is, is loving. He is a, a loving God. You know, as much as we love our kids and as much as we love our grandkids, it's amazing that God loves them a million times more. God's loving. But, but not only is God loving, God is willing. God is a God who blesses. Now understand, this is exactly opposite of this prosperity, health, and wealth stuff that gets floated all over the world today. This is not about a spoiled child going to a parent and demanding that the parent do something for the child. When we do that, then we try to take the place of God and God becomes our servant, right? But as Jesus prayed in the garden, not my will, but thine be done. But as we come as his children and we we pray to him and we submit our will to him, God is one who blesses. In fact, the scripture says that every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He's willing and he's able. We learned last week there is absolutely nothing too difficult for God. There's absolutely nothing that, that, that is, is too great when it seems like we're burdened down and we've got too much on our plate and there seems to be no solution and we've lost hope and, and, and there doesn't seem to be anything working out. God is still able. And our Father, who's loving, willing, and able, that's the Father who wants to spend time with us. Every single day. That's why when we go into our our private place and pray. Again we go with confidence. We go with excitement. Because we're going to meet with our dad. You know as I've gotten older. Every time I get to go home and see my dad it's a little more special. I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to spend time with him. Hear what's going on. Same thing going on, been going on the last 20 years, but I like to hear it. I like to know what's happening. Most of all, I just like to spend time with Him. And when we treat prayers just like it's just always, you know, just asking God for stuff, like, like going online to eBay and ordering something, we miss the whole point. Prayer is just spending time with Him. Now, as our Heavenly Father, He knows our needs, as the Scripture says, even before we ask them. But as we ask them and we make them known, then our God is a God who loves us as the Heavenly Father. So our prayer life grows, first and foremost, out of our relationship. That's the most important. But then, as we have our relationship with Him, we, we don't forget our recognition of who He is. First of all, we, we, recognize, we have a recognition and we recognize His, his righteousness. Jesus taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed or, or holy be your name. Bring, bring glory to your name. We, you know, true prayer is more about God's glory than it is about our needs. Spending time with Him and focusing on Him and, and, and who He is because He is the, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's why Scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God and, and His righteousness. See as we spend time with God and we spend time around Him we we begin to be more like Him. That's that's God's goal for every one of us is to be like Jesus. From the moment He saved us, He put His Holy Spirit within us and He began a lifetime work of making us to be like Jesus. And as we spend time with God in prayer, God is able to accomplish that in our life. He's able to, to chip away the stubborn parts and the Throw away the hard parts and and get us molded into into who he is. And as we spend time, we recognize his righteousness. Because what happens when we recognize the righteousness of God? We're made aware of our unrighteousness, right? That the only righteousness we have is is what we have through Jesus. That's why when Isaiah, there in the temple in Isaiah chapter 6, he saw the Lord high and lifted up. The first thing he said, woe is me for I am undone. Because he recognized the righteousness of God and how he didn't measure up. But isn't it great that we have a father who loves us and when he looks at us, he looks at us as he looks at Jesus. Because we've been washed in the blood of Jesus and all of our sin has been covered. We recognize his righteousness, but also we recognize his reign. That's why we pray, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. We don't forget that he's the king of kings. And that we're merely children of the king. And and we want God's reign, uh, In uh, Scripture says, on earth as it is in heaven. We recognize his reign. We recognize who he is. We recognize his rule. Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. He's the one in charge, right? He has to be. It can't be as if we're running our lives and and we just go to God when we need a little advice. God is not our consultant. You know what a consultant does? He gives advice, but then, you know, like if you have your company come in and, and you bring in a consultant, the consultant comes in, looks around your company, looks around your business, and he said, Well, I would recommend you do this, 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 and this. But he's just a consultant. And then it's up to you as the business owner, whether you do it or not. God's not a consultant. He's, he's the ruler, right? He's the king of kings, Lord of Lord. He, he's sovereign. And so we got to pray like Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Not thy will, not my will, but thine be done. We recognize his, his rule, just as Jesus prayed there in the Garden of Gethsemane. His righteousness, his reign, his rule, as we surrender our will to him on earth as it is in heaven isn't it wonderful one day we're going to go to heaven and everybody's going to be perfect no more sin no more pain no more sorrow no more tears everything that brings us down here is not going to be in heaven one day that's going to be in heaven but you know a lot of people sadly they're just living like hey while i'm here i'm just going to do whatever i want you know and then one day go to heaven we missed the whole point right Part of living for Christ is saying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, in my life, right now. As it is in heaven. We recognize who he is as God. Grows out of a relationship, we, 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 we recognize who he is. But then finally notice, Jesus teaches us that it's alright to make requests. We have a relationship with him, we we. we we, we, we recognize who He is, but, but then notice we make requests. He said, first of all, give us this day our daily bread. We ask Him for provision. Now, that doesn't mean that all we ever ask God for is bread. Bread, bread was used, uh, I believe, as a, to, to show as a, the thing that we need every day in life, sustenance every day. And as Jesus taught us to pray for our daily bread, he's first of all teaching us that we're to be dependent on him for everything in life. And that dependence is a daily dependence. As he would go on to say in in chapter 6, we don't even have to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has got enough cares of its own. Now that does not mean the Bible doesn't teach us to plan. That does not say the Bible doesn't teach us to save. That's not to say the Bible doesn't teach us to invest. The Bible teaches all of those things. But it does teach us that God wants us to walk and live every day in daily dependence on Him. And as I pray, I recognize that I am dependent on Him. You see, basically, if I go through a day without praying, what I've just said to God is, Hey, God, I, handle, I can handle the day by myself. And if I go through the day without God, without talking to God, then, you know, I'm going to be a little, you know, little more confident tomorrow and I'm going to go through tomorrow without praying. And maybe the next day and the next day. And and what happens after a while? We've gotten ourselves in a mess, right? And then all of a sudden we we send up the flare and we, we go to God. God help. And what happens then we only use prayer during times of emergency. And it seems like our life is always like an emotional or spiritual roller coaster. When as we pray as Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're recognizing we're dependent on Him every single day. After all, when we're living paycheck to paycheck, as most people are, we, we have to pray and depend on Him every day for those things, trusting in the Lord to meet our needs. But not only do we have requests for provision, but, but also we, we, we have re- requests for pardon. As we ask him to forgive us of our sin. And notice Jesus says something else about when we ask for forgiveness. He said, forgive us our debts as we forgive those what? Who have trespassed against us. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. In other words, if you and I ask for the mercy and the grace and the forgiveness of God, then we have to accept the responsibility to forgive others. In fact, proof that we've we've been forgiven is that we have the ability to forgive others. We ask Him for provision. We ask Him for pardon. And then we ask Him for protection. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, we know that that does not mean that God leads us, that God tempts us. Scripture is very plain, God doesn't tempt anybody, right? But what Jesus is teaching us here in this prayer is that as we pray for protection, that when we enter into temptation, that we will be victorious. Isn't it wonderful that we have a verse like 1 Corinthians 10, 13 that says, There's no temptation overtaking you, but such is common to man. But that God will, with the temptation, always make a way of escape. And as we pray and we ask God, we're asking God to help us as we're tempted today and as we go through trials today and as we go through difficulties today. Lord, lead us out of that. Help us find the back door. Help us to find the escape hatch. And protect us from the evil one. Because Scripture is very plain. Satan's like a roaring lion, roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. Jesus in John chapter 10 calls him a thief. And he says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And even though when you came to know Jesus Christ and and Jesus holds you in his hand and the Father holds you in his hand and nothing or no one can snatch you out, Satan doesn't give up, does he? He continues on you so that he can rob you of your joy. He can rob you of your testimony. He can rob you of your influence. He can mess up your life. He can mess up your family. He can mess up your marriage. He doesn't give up. And it's important that we pray every day, deliver us from the evil one. So that we have the provision and the pardon and the protection of Almighty God. Very, very quickly, I want to share an outline with you real, real, real quickly. You've probably seen this before. It's been, been around a long time. But if you haven't or if you're not using it or you, need, you just need some practical help in prayer, I just encourage you to, to use this little outline as a way to help you pray. It, it's easy for me to remember. For me, things have to be easier. I won't remember it. You can remember the acrostic acts like the book of Acts. Adoration. As we begin to pray, we begin by telling God how great He is, how wonderful He is, how much we love Him, just spending time in His presence as we adore Him. And then confession, as we confess our sin to Jesus taught us to pray, forgive us our debt. Why is it so important to, to confess our sin to God every day? Because sin robs us of our fellowship. doesn't keep us from being God's children. It doesn't keep God from loving us, but it does hinder our fellowship, and so we have to confess it. And the word confess literally means to agree with God, to say the same thing about it. So when I confess my sin, I'm saying to God, God, I agree, that's wrong. God, I agree that that has no place in my life. God, I agree that I shouldn't be doing that. I'm agreeing with God. I'm saying the same thing about as God. I'm getting it out of there. And the scripture says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and then to cleanse us from all unrighteousness so that we're clear. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, just thanking God. You know, again, as we talked last week, sometimes God needs to hear a little more than just gimme, 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 gimme. In fact, when I'm just feeling sorry for myself, sometimes the best thing to do is just start thanking God for all the blessings He has given to you. And we begin to focus on those things that He has given us, then we're not all just all the time thinking about the stuff that we don't have. And we begin to see and understand again how really great and how really God is as we spend time thanksgiving. And after we adore Him and confess our sin and thank Him for what He's already given us, then we're ready for supplication, to ask Him for something. And that asking can be intercession, interceding for others, or it can be petition, asking for things for ourselves. And remember, we go to Him as children going to a father. Who just happens to be the ruler of the universe. ACTS as you pray. Let me challenge you again. I want you to bow your head just for a moment. In fact, we're not even going to have a formal invitation today. But the invitation is, the challenge is. the Same one we've had the last couple of weeks. Will you let God show you and then commit to it that time and place where you can go and get along with Him every day? That may work best for you in the morning, afternoon, evening, I don't know. But don't give Him the leftovers. Give Him your best. And you may only have 15 minutes to begin with. Give Him that 15 minutes start with it may seem a long time but it will not be long before you'll be going way over that but it's important that you find that time to do it every day if you miss a day don't get discouraged and quit start back the next day just keep going back to that time and that place spend time with him you say what I pray about you can pray about anything and everything Have your Bible with you, read a scripture, look at scripture. Hey, because He's your Heavenly Father, you can even sing to Him. Have you noticed when parents go to the kindergarten play, everybody thinks their kid's the best singer up there, whether they can sing or not. Our Heavenly Father enjoys us singing praises to Him. You can even do that during your prayer time. Just spend that time with Him. It's important to come to church on Sunday, be in worship with believers so that we encourage one another. It's important to find a small group so that you can get into a time of accountability with other believers. But if all of our walk is just what we do on Sunday morning, we're going to live defeated lives. It has to include a daily time with God it got we got to keep our spiritual batteries charged. think of that time think of that place and commit to it will you do that I'd even encourage you to go ahead and write it down if you have that time and place put it in your Bible One final thing before we leave today, I want to say thank you uh, to our Sunday School small groups who wrote cards and letters uh, to Jeff and Amy Williams, uh, brother Tom's son, who's a missionary in Macedonia, and also to Maggie and Caleb, who are their grandchildren. Uh, they went to a conference in Europe uh, for all the mission, all of our Southern Baptist missionaries in Europe, and at that conference, they were going to give these letters to them, and uh, they didn't, they didn't know anything about it. Okay, can you believe Brother Tom kept a secret? They didn't know anything about it. And so when they got there, uh, they were so amazed that, number one, first of all, they had more letters than anybody else, any other missionary there. I and mean, they were so excited to hear from so many of you folks. And then secondly, they were, they were so excited that when they had all of those letters from Maggie and Caleb. And when they came home, they was able to give to them. And they were all excited that they, they got so much mail uh, from Indian Springs and other places. So, so thank you for doing that uh, through your through your Sunday school small group. And by the way, when you get in that private prayer closet, don't forget to pray for our missionaries. I mean, we know Jeff and Amy by name, but we have about 4,998 other missionaries just that we support. Okay, scattered all around our world, and and thousands of other missionaries from other churches and other other groups as well. Don't forget to pray. For our missionaries as we pray that's one way we pray thy kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven okay well, hope you have a great day a great afternoon and have a great week hope you have a prayerful week this week